Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemperoper in Dresden, Germany. This week, we get back to some German diction with vocal coach Michael Schütze and baritone Christoph Pohl. Our texts for today are Agatha's aria Leise Leise from Der Freischütz and Wenn ich in deine Augen sehe from Dichterliebe. This week, we concentrate on the consonants, double consonants, two in a row, three in a row, and how to practice getting all of those sounds out, plus the unvoiced genitive S. This past January, I got to play my first Tristan und Isolde. It was exciting and terrifying all at the same time, more so because it was a Wiederaufnahme, so a production that's already in the repertoire, which means that there was only one week of rehearsals and most of the singers had sung it before. So as rehearsal pianist, I had to be prepared because we were going to be doing run-throughs almost immediately. I started learning Tristan last May as soon as I heard I'd be playing it, and even took it along on my travels last summer, listening to it in the trains, figuring out the tough passages away from a piano. And by the time rehearsals came around, I was still nervous, but I was also pretty solid. I'm saying this to give you a sense of the discipline it takes sometimes. Often we say to ourselves, eh, that's not till next season or next month, I don't really need to practice it yet. But the truth is, the earlier we start learning something, the more relaxed we are in approaching it, which translates into being relaxed in rehearsals and performances. If you need a refresher, you can check out the rules for learning a song or a role, as well as links to the texts for today, at the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. Our first text today is Agatha's aria Wie nahte mir der Schlummer and Leise Leise from Der Freischütz, an opera by Karl Maria von Weber to a libretto by Friedrich Kint. I've often heard this opera called the German National Opera because of its strong nationalistic themes and melodies based on German folk music. After a quick Google search, I discovered that a movie version of it was just released in December of 2010. Wie nahte mir der Schlummer, bevor ich ihn gesehen? Ja, Liebe pflegt mit Kummer stets Hand in Hand zu gehen. Ob Mond auf seinem Pfad wohl lacht, welch schöne Nacht. Leise, leise, fromme Weise, schwing dich auf zum Sternenkreise. Lied erschalle, feiernd walle mein Gebet zur Himmelshalle. O, oh, wie hell die goldenen Sterne! Mit wie reinem Glanz sie glühen, nur dort in der Berge ferne scheint ein Wetter aufzuziehen. Dort am Wald auch schwebt ein Heer dunkler Wolken, dumpf und schwer. Zu dir wende ich die Hände, Herr, ohn Anfang und ohn Ende. Vor Gefahren uns zu wahren, sende deine Engelscharen. Alles pflegt schon längst der Ruh, trauter Freund, wo weilest du? Ob mein Ohr auch eifrig lauscht, nur der Tannenwipfel rauscht, nur das Birkenlaub im Hain flüstert durch die hehre Stille, nur die Nachtigall und Grille scheint der Nachtluft sich zu freuen. Doch wie, täuscht mich nicht mein Ohr, dort klingt's wie Schritte, dort aus der Tannenmitte kommt was hervor. Er ist's, er ist's, die Flagge der Liebe mag wehen, dein Mädchen wacht noch in der Nacht. Er scheint mich noch nicht zu sehen. 
Gott täuscht das Licht des Monds mich nicht, so schmückt ein Blumenstrauß den Hut, gewiß, er hat den besten Schuss getan, das kündet Glück für morgen an. O süße Hoffnung, neu belebter Mut, all meine Pulse schlagen und das Herz wallt ungestüm, süß entzückt entgegen ihm. Könnt ich das zu hoffen wagen? Ja, es wandte sich das Glück zu dem teuren Freund zurück. Will sich morgen treu bewähren. Ist's nicht Täuschung? Ist's nicht Wahn? Himmel, nimm des Dankes Zähren für dies Pfand der Hoffnung an. All meine Pulse schlagen und das Herz wallt ungestüm, süß entzückt entgegen ihm. That was Michael Schütze reading Agatha's Aria from Der Freischütz. And there were a couple of reasons I picked this because I just coached a friend of mine on this a few weeks ago. And the first thing I said to you is I want to talk about the S in the middle of the word Himmelshalle. Well, this has to be an unvoiced Himmelshalle. Whenever we put together two words and we, we insert that S, it has to be unvoiced. Himmelshalle. Never sing Himmelshalle. That sounds pretty weird. Yeah, and the, the danger of it is because that L before it is voiced as an yeah. American, we really yeah. want to voice that S because it yes. feels good. Yes, sometimes we have to fight our feelings, I guess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. One of the other things that I noticed about this piece is that there are tons of double consonants. Yes. Schlummer, Kummer, from everything, Fromme, Walle, and even Flagge. How much do we double them? Um, Or do we double them at all, I guess I should ask. Yes, I guess we do. We spend more time on it. Schlumme, kumme, the, the, the M's have to sound. You have to, to take the consonant into your singing line. And as long as you really voice it, as in schlumme, then everybody will get the right word. Yeah. Halle, halle. There is no difference in, in producing it. It's all about the time you spend on it. Mm -hmm. Whether and, and this decides whether it's a doubled one or it's a single one. Schritte and dort, dort, Schritte, dort. It's pretty much the length. Yeah. Not more than that. A little clearer. It's, yeah. That uh, that makes the difference. One thing that I know. I, One thing that I love to laugh about is that in my in my German diction German German diction book, the Der Kleine High, they say there's only one closed O that's followed by two consonants. They say Mond. So Mond, first of all, in this piece, we have to remember is closed. But then yes. what they don't talk about is that there are sometimes closed E's that also have two consonants after it. And we get that in this first little verse. Yes. Stets. I think that one's a hard one to remember for me. Just because it is followed by two consonants, and you want yes. to say stets. Yes, this is one of, of the words that is an exception to the rules. I mean, we have those exceptions in, in each language. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you, you have to learn those. Stets. And then the reverse of that is true. So we have mund, which is closed with followed by two consonants, but the yeah. word before it only has one. But it's open. Up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you the reason why. It's just the way it is. Exactly. <laughs> Ob, Mond. Um, yeah. Un. We have to. Yep. Okay, so while we're at Un, which is the O-H-N, the word after that, Anfang. Now, 
I, I've just heard a lot of Wagner recently, and and a lot of people at the ends of words that end in ung or any any word yeah. that ends in ng, they put a little nk, they put a little k at it. Mm. What about a word like Anfang? Well, in in proper German, we don't pronounce a k in the end of it. The the ending a and g has to be ang ang, as in the English word for sing. Mm. You wouldn't say sing, would you? So, <laughs> bring, ding, auch also in Wolf auch kleine Dinge. Yeah. You wouldn't say auch kleine Dinge. That's wrong. Yeah. So whenever you get that ng ending, it's in German never ng. Yeah. Oh, I know one other thing we want to talk about with all these lots of consonants. We have all those double consonants, but we yeah. also have this little phrase, er ist, with a thousand little STSs in a they row. They did a great job. Thank you. I would actually like to think about it. <laughs> How important is it to get all of those sounds out? Very important. We need them. When, if, if you leave out one of those, the word is not to understand anymore. So the most difficult thing, I guess, is to pronounce s t followed by the s. Ists. Usually, what what I get is it's so the singers would mix the yeah. the order of of the consonants. Yeah. So what I try to do is practice one after another. So start on is, then add the t, and you will end on ist, ist, and then add the next. And you will end up with ists. Yeah. And what I usually advise is take enough time for that. There is no point in, in rushing yourself. It's <laughs> First of all, it doesn't help to to make the, the word understandable. And second, it stresses yourself. So take enough time, ists. And that makes it very clear and smooth and easy to speak. Yeah. Well, and we get this same word actually towards the end of the aria too. Right. Ist's nicht Täuschung. Same procedure. Yeah. yeah. I know there's not much time to get that nicht auf too, uh, out too. So ist's nicht. That's ist's really nicht hard. Täuschung. Ist's nicht. Actually, what you need to practice is um, not only uh, add the, the final S, but add the N. Ist's'n. Ist's'n. Yeah. And then you will be able to put it on the two. Yeah, to get it all really to, on the line. Yeah, to get really on the line. So make it very tight. Ist's nicht. Yeah. This, uh, er scheint mich noch nicht zu sehen. Gott täuscht das Licht. And then we have of the moon. Yeah. And this S here, I think, is another dangerous one that people are going to want to voice. Yes, it, it may yes. happen. But uh, if it is the article, right? Mm -hmm. um, das and it's always unvoiced. Des, des Monds. Mm -hmm. Same after, after Mond, Monds. Don't voice that. Monds doesn't make any sense. Right. Des Monds. Yeah. Um, in, in this case, it, it may help just to be clear what, what type of word we are dealing with. So des, das is an article and it has to be unvoiced. It's just the genitive. The genitive. Yeah. Genitive, The possessive yes. form. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't change the, the rules of pronunciation. Yeah. 
ours. What about ours? Because here again, we get ours in every position. So we have Schlummerkummer and Schwer here, but we also have them sort of in the middle of words and at the beginning of syllables and after consonants. Yeah. Well, that's a, a wide field of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there are very different opinions about that. Um, first of all, in spoken German, we don't roll the R's. But once you're singing, you have to be more clear, of course, than in, in spoken language. And that's why you roll the R's, except for the ones in the end of a word. I know that there are teachers and even famous singers who roll the R's in, in, in the end of a word to my ear and to the ears of a, a lot of good singers I know, it sounds old-fashioned. Mm -hmm. I can't really say it's wrong, but I think it sounds old-fashioned and a little weird. So I wouldn't say, schwebt ein Heer, or dunkler Wolken, dumpf und schwer. In this case, it's better to go Heer, schwer. But please always roll, for instance, Sternenkreise. Mm -hmm. Right? It's, it's not in the end of a word, so... Just roll it. Yeah, and it's before and after a consonant directly. So. Right. Mm -hmm. So that makes it more clear. Scharen. I was just going to ask when it's intervocalic like oh, that. Oh, yes. Engelscharen. The same. It's the same. So this is a pretty easy, I, I don't know if we can call it rule, but it's, it's easy to, to memorize. Always roll it except in the end of a word. Exactly. That's easy. Wait, I have one exception to that already. H-E-R-R. -R. Would you roll that one? Herr, yes, of course, because yeah. it's because it's a double, it's mm -hmm. even a double consonant, even more important there. But yeah, that's a, that's a double one. That's yeah. the reason why Herr. Yeah. But exactly. in case it's it's a single one, don't. Before every performance at the Zemperoper, there's a recorded speech asking people to turn off their cell phones and not take pictures in German and then in English. At the end of the English speech. The orchestra members always react and imitate the speaker's perfect pronunciation of please refrain from taking films because it sounds wrong to them. The tendency in German is to always unvoice those final consonants and this shows up in their accent when they speak or sing English because we would naturally voice an S after a voiced consonant in most cases. Think of a word like things as opposed to thinks or at the end of a word after a vowel, like photos or senses. In the same way that we would notice a German saying films, they would notice us saying Himmelshalle. So we Americans have to be very clear whether the S at the end of a syllable or in the middle of a word is voiced or unvoiced. As we said, in these compound words, the S is a letter added to make the possessive or the genitive case, and in the genitive, this S is always unvoiced. And I mentioned that der kleine hai says that there's only one word with a closed O followed by two consonants, but remember that that's wrong. The other word that we know about with a closed O followed by two consonants is trost, T-R-O-S-T, the German word for comfort. And there's also the word for fruit, obst, which has a closed O followed by three consonants, O-B-S-T. Der kleine hai makes no such boasts about a closed E followed by two consonants. So we'll just have to find these examples as we go, as in the word here, stets, S-T-E-T-S, which means constantly. Our second text today is Wenn ich in deine Augen sie, 
which we know is the fourth song in Schumann's Dichterliebe. However, this Heinrich Heine poem has been set to music by a huge number of composers, including Fanny Mendelssohn Hensel, Ugo Wolf, and Robert Franz, as well as translations in Russian by Rimsky-Korsakov, Swedish, and many different translations in English, especially around the turn of the last century. Wenn ich in deine Augen sehe, so schwindet all mein Leid und weh. Doch wenn ich küsse deinen Mund, so werd ich ganz und gar gesund. Wenn ich mich lehn an deine Brust, kommt's über mich wie Himmelslust. Doch wenn du sprichst, ich liebe dich, so muss ich weinen bitterlich. That was Christoph Pohl reading Heinrich Heine's Wenn ich in deine Augen sehe. And I really picked this because this German is a language that has a lot more consonants than oh, yeah. vowels. And uh, different, and it depends on... We have the, the T and a D, and it's, it seems to be the, the same, like schwindet all mein Leid und weh. But uh, as a decent leader singer, you would make a difference between schwindet and light. It's, it's, it's a T still, even though it's written down as a D. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, pick something in between. <laughs> yeah. So really an, right an unvoiced thing. D, yeah. rather than thinking of it so much as a T. Yeah. And again, a thousand consonants in schwindet. Schwindet. How yeah. important is it to get all of these sounds out? Uh, very important. To, to practice this, it's good to make it slow. Uh, and, and really to, to feel what it all, what it's all in there. It's a schwindet. And then you have to, as, as singing coloratura, you have to know all the, all what, what's, what's coming. Every so, note, every note that's coming yeah. out. So, so exactly. schwindet. Yeah. And the other one that I think a lot of people have issues with is sort of towards the end of the song. Oh yeah. Sprichst. That's... <laughs> It's 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 only practicing. It's so so. Uh, speak it low. You have the sprichst. That's right. And and you you have to to uh, practice really really slow. Sprichst to realize what the the tongue is is doing. You have the sh. It's more like an sh s uh, s c h sound. Sprich and then then the the tongue is going up for the. Exactly, the ich laut. And coming forward for s, and then close with a t. Exactly. So, but it totally makes sense if you put it together. It's sprichst. Yeah. yeah. And it's important, I think, to take the time to get it all yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I think we all feel like, like Italian, we have to rush through the consonants to get to the vowel, but it's not oh. the same way in German, no, no, no. right? No, it's, it's very, uh, otherwise it sounds totally wrong. And, and uh, yeah, you can do it like, like percussion. It's sprichst. Like this. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, German language is all about the consonants, and especially in Lieder, uh, in Vergleich, uh, in, in, in com yeah, compared to the Italian language, it's you, you have to sing through the through the consonants. It's you have to use them. That's that's very, and, and that's the best example for sprichst. It's all all like singing the consonants. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and uh, right above that, we have another word with four consonants and one vowel. Brust. Yeah. Yeah. And there, because of the two consonants at the end, we have an open U sound. Yes, like Mund. Yeah. It's, it's not Mund or Brust. That's totally wrong. So we have, uh, because of the uh, consonant in the end, Mund and Brust. Yeah. 
it's the cookie vel. It's yeah. the open you. And we have the same cookies. thing at the end of it. Cookies, cookies, exactly. We have the same thing at the end of those two, those two phrases too. Yeah. Oh, we have like mund, and because they have to to rhyme to rhyme on the mund, it's gesund. So it's the same sound, yep. like Brust und Himmelslust. Oh, okay. there, you have to stop for the S not e to forget it. Exactly, <laughs> because I think as Americans, we would always voice an S after an L. So we want to say Himmelslust. Yeah. But that's wrong. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In order to make it clear, the Himmels, it's, it's uh, actually, it's uh, the, the genitive, des Himmelslust. Yeah, the possessive form. Yeah. Des, des Himmelslust. Des Himmelslust. Exactly. Because of that, the S stays unvoiced. Yeah. And one other thing that we had talked, that you and I had talked about, was this phrase ganz und gar. Oh, the ganz und gar, yeah. That's <clears> to <throat> in order to, to translate. translate that. I mean, do you translate it separately, or is that in something in German that's? You you can translate it uh, separately, but uh, it, it's more like like belong together. You can say werde ich ganz gesund or werde ich gar gesund. That's nearly. Yeah. healthy but together is ganz und gar is like totally completely healthy <laughs> yeah so that, that actually functions together yes so it's not they, like you say werde ich ganz und gar but yeah. ganz und gar if gar is it's if you take it uh, out the werde ich gar gesund it's sogar it's from the from the word sogar gesund and that's not the meaning of ganz und gar so. yeah yeah so it, it, it kind of belong together one mm. grammatical point we have the the very opening line starts off with a with a clause, yeah. and in German, the verbs in a clause always come at the end. Yes. So this Z belongs to what what subject? It's to 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 me. It's like when when ich in deine Augen sehe. So the subject verb is the ich. Ich sehe, sehe in deine Augen. That that works. Yeah. Exactly. So we really have to get from the wenn from the ich always to the sehe. Yes, of course. Wenn ich in deine Augen sehe. Yeah. Yeah. So ich and sehe belongs together. Yeah. Wenn ich in deine Augen sehe. That's uh, it's sehe sehe sehen from sehen. So. The apostrophe there is short. Makes it short for. Ich sehe, of course. And the same thing with. Uh, lean as von lehnen. To lean, lean, exactly. Notice that Christoph makes a difference between a T and an unvoiced D, and he said that a good leader singer will make that distinction. We've talked about this before on the show, and some singers say to sing them as all as T's, and others, like Christoph, want that distinction, that difference, to be there. In both Zeeps and Dudens, the two main sources of diction rules for German, they both transcribe this final unvoiced D as a phonetic T. But if you want to mark the difference between these sounds in your own IPA, an unvoiced D would be written as a lowercase d with a small open circle beneath it. Now Michael had said that you have to take the M into your singing line, and he gave us some great examples of practicing those consonants in words like ist's nicht. And now Christoph also suggested practicing it slowly with his examples of schwindet and sprichst. Warren Jones made us do exactly the same thing in a master class when I was in grad school at Cincinnati. Say every sound in order slowly. If you have to say sprichst, or as in Agatha's aria, ist's nicht wahr? Drag it out like crazy, and be sure you're really saying every single sound, just like Christoph and Michael did. 
Then, sing the phrase with that same sort of taffy feeling of lengthening vowels and consonants. This creates a different kind of legato, where the consonants have equal airtime with the vowels, which helps both the language and the vocalism, and works in English as well as German. And did you notice that we had another genitive S? Himmelslust. This comes up quite a bit more often than most people realize, so be on the lookout for it. Christoph Pohl is a native of Hanover, Germany, where he sang in the boy choir and also went to the Hochschule or conservatory. He was in the opera studio in Hamburg, is currently under contract with the Zemperoper in Dresden, and has performed in Munich at the Bayerische Staatsoper, as well as Erfurt, Leipzig, Bonn, and Stuttgart. He's also well recognized for his recital performances and recently sang Die Schöne Müllerin in Japan. He has a CD coming out soon with pianist Tobias Krampen. Is there anything that, that you find that Auslanders, that we foreigners, do often wrong, do incorrectly, or have a hard time with? Yeah, we just have the sh, I think the sh sound. And uh, the t sound, like from the t, is, it can't be hard enough. It, it's like, because uh, what I realize, even though there are foreigners who speak good German or sing good German songs, it's, it can't, can't be enough. And and that's it's very it's a very per percussive sound, and you have to you have to make it and to use it while you're singing, not to to stop you in in the legato, to but to to go through it and like hop on the consonants. That's very important. Yeah. And for that, it can can be energized enough. So. Yeah. I completely agree with Christoph. We can never exaggerate the consonants enough. We study Italian first in singing because in Italian the vowels are the most important thing and the consonants just drop into the line, so we learn legato singing. And this is true in most Romance languages. But German and English are languages with very strong consonants. So as, as we've all said today, German consonants have to be connected into the line, making a different kind of legato. Most people have their voice lesson or coaching in either a small office or a large room, but if you're on a normal concert stage, the audience starts at least 30 feet from where you're singing. It may feel extremely awkward, but it's important to practice what I like to call spitting out consonants in the practice room. In a recital situation, it's possible to tame that down a little bit to make the performance more intimate and draw the audience into you. But as I mentioned earlier in this episode, I just heard a lot of Wagner, and there was a ton of t and p being spit out. Use that exaggerated slow practice that we had talked about. Finish off the words with a really explosive t and see how quickly that engages your support. That's our show for today. If you'd like to know more about Michael Schütze or Christoph Pohl, or if you have any questions or comments for me, Ellen Rissinger, please visit the blog at www.thedictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a high rating so that others can find it and benefit from it. Thanks for listening. See you next week.